they need to decide which dots they're drawn to and what connections they need to make and want to make. Hey, you're listening to the Love Lasting Podcast. My name's Jen, and I can't wait for us to talk about all the things, from a new recipe I tried for supper last night to how I unknowingly let the world dictate my life. I hope you hit that subscribe button to join me every week and be sure to check out the show notes for a special link to my free private Facebook group where we can continue each conversation. But for now, let's dive right into today's episode because you're here for a reason and I'm determined to deliver whatever message your heart came for. Let's go. Hello and happy Tuesday. Can you believe that Christmas is in just five days? I don't know about you, but I still have so much to do and I feel like I'm starting to cut it really close. Anyway, so the other day I was watching that new Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie. I don't even remember what it's called, to be honest. I just watched it casually as I was cooking one day. Don't worry, no spoiler alert here. I won't tell you the ending, but basically she has amnesia, which they show in the trailer anyway. So this made me start thinking, you know in the movies when a person gets amnesia and to help them get their memory back, their loved ones take them to do things they love doing. They try to trigger or activate their memory by taking the person to the things they want to remember, showing them pictures, telling them what their hobbies are, or trying to remind them what career they have, the type of food they like. Why? So the person can live the life they're quote-unquote supposed to be living. Now, if you were the person with amnesia, and for conversation's sake, let's not worry about how we think our friends and family would feel about our decision. But let's say you had amnesia, and after attempting to remember your past life, you still couldn't recognize anything about it. Would you want to go back to whatever anyone told you was true, even if you didn't remember any of it? Or would you want to give yourself the opportunity to choose? What if you weren't even happy in the life you forgot? Would you want to go back to it? I thought to myself, what would happen if I woke up every day pretending to have amnesia? What if I forced myself to turn off my brain and forget what I think I know? And what if I put my trust in my heart and completely allow it to give me the answers? I imagined waking up in the morning and having the typical routine of the kids climbing into the bed for cuddles. And if I wasn't aware of who they were, if I could get over being quote unquote confused and not worried about whether they're my kids or someone else's kids or strangers, what would I be feeling regardless? Loved? Adored? Happy? And if I couldn't remember any of the obligations or responsibilities that I had, and if I felt no pressure to figure out what they were, what would I do? How would I feel? I'd probably find something fun to do, something that meant getting outside and enjoying the fresh air, visiting beautiful sights, listening to music, dancing. I'd want to feel happy, excited, alive. But it's interesting, isn't it? that most of us know exactly what we love to do. We know the things that set our soul on fire. Yet, even though most of us know, we still find ourselves doing things that bring us stress, misery, and happiness every day. Why? Because at some point in our life, we allowed ourselves to be convinced 
that's what we had to do. We were convinced that's what it meant to be responsible. That's what it meant to grow up. That's how success is found through hard work and doing things you don't want to do. But is that really how to find success? Have you ever actually stopped to define success? Do you actually know what success would look like for you? I didn't. I mean, I thought I did. If someone were to ask me if I knew what success meant, my immediate answer would have been, well, yeah, obviously. But if I was asked to explain the definition in words out loud to another person, I would have no idea how. So I changed that. I sat down and found the words to define what success meant to me because it didn't make sense for me to want to be quote unquote successful yet not know what that meant or what it looked like for me. I wouldn't know how to recognize it if someone placed it in my hand as a gift. So here is what success means to me. Success is the achievement of a desired goal with emphasis on desire. When we desire something, it's because it brings us safety, happiness, fulfillment. A goal is not a prize, although it's very easy to mix the two. A prize is something like a trophy, whereas a goal is the emotion that has an action attached to it. If you're a swimmer, your goal isn't the trophy. Your goal is to swim well because that's what makes you feel alive. That's what you love to do, swim. Your goal is achieved during the action in the heart of the emotion. Prizes can be found anywhere and can even be meaningless in some cases. But goals, goals are personal. Goals are connected to our feelings, emotions, our nature, our being. And if success is the achievement of a desired goal, then we need to know what those desirable feelings and emotions are. Because by definition, success would be the achievement of those. And so my definition of success is the achievement of love, happiness, joy, excitement, curiosity, appreciation, gratitude, calm, interest, etc., etc. Through action, through being, through knowing. When you achieve your goals, the prizes will come unexpectedly, but they will come. That's where the trust comes in. Let's take my podcast, the Love Lasting Podcast, and use it as an example. I can 100% confidently say that I believe I have a successful podcast. Am I in the top 10 of any charts? No. Do I have sponsors lined up waiting to pay me if I mention that I love their products? No. (laughs) Do I have thousands of downloads every episode? No. Will I someday? I believe I will. But I am not attached to the trophies because I already reached my goal. Whatever trophies result from that, I'm happy, I'm open, and I'm excited to receive. So what makes my podcast successful then? To me, it's being able to communicate stories and messages from my heart in a way I believe is able to remind my listeners of how valuable, important, capable, and talented they are. Knowing that it's highly possible that I made someone smile or inspired someone by something I said. Allowing myself to show up authentically and in a way that communicates what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. Leaving a legacy of love and lessons for my kids, my kids' kids, your kids, your kids' kids. 
That's what makes my podcast successful is knowing that I have found a way to allow my voice to live eternally for as long as there's someone there to listen. In the beginning of today's episode, I talked about amnesia. I talked about how when you forget something in an attempt to remember, we surround ourselves with things to hopefully trigger our memory by activating a familiar emotion. If we strategically place ourselves in situations we love, experiences that inspire us, if we surround ourselves by people we feel connected to, wouldn't it be safe to assume we'll successfully activate our joy and as a result, we move closer to our purpose? In other words, we learn how to connect the dots. Let me explain. As a dance instructor, during a private class, I would ask my students, how did that feel? Whether they answered good or bad, my following question would always be, what did you feel? Basically, I wanted to know what made it feel good or bad. Because for example, if it felt good, I asked, what did you feel right after? I felt balanced, I felt confident, I knew which direction to start and finish. Now, I have an idea of what I can offer that student to help them make it feel even better. I can say something like, okay, so now let's work on making it feel effortless, graceful. Let's sharpen your timing. It isn't my job to connect the dots for them. It also isn't my job to create the dots for them. It's simply my job to show them where the dots are and what each one does they need to decide which dots they're drawn to and what connections they need to make and want to make. Let's draw an analogy between a dance lesson and a life lesson. If we imagine the dots of a connect the dot puzzle with no numbers, let's say. So just a bunch of dots and you know they make a picture, but to see it, you need to figure out which dots to connect. What happens is we see other people connecting their dots and sometimes we get distracted and we think we should follow them. Or sometimes we want to go in one direction, but someone says, "Ooh, I went that way and it, it was not good. Go this way. So we listen. Sometimes we just don't go anywhere because we become so paralyzed from not knowing how to decide that we can't make a decision. So we just stay. We forget that we're all trying to connect the dots of our own pictures. We're all part of the same bigger picture, but still we're in charge of completing our own smaller portion. If we imagined the dots as emotions and drawing the lines as the action we need to connect them, then wouldn't completing the puzzle or finding our purpose be done, as I mentioned earlier, by activating our joy? through actions that make us feel alive, that feed our soul, that excite us. I think so. Happiness, joy, love, emotions, we don't create them, they're just there, waiting to be activated, waiting to lead you in the direction you want to go, waiting to show you what life is supposed to feel like, what life could feel like. And that's not to say that everything will be perfect. And that's not to say you won't find yourself discouraged, lost, and unhappy sometimes. That's just to say that there are always ways to lead you away from that direction, away from those emotions you don't want to feel consistently. And the more of those ways that you familiarize yourself with, 
the less you'll find yourself stuck feeling stressed out, lost, unhappy, or any other emotion we want to avoid feeling. In other words, learn what brings you joy. Find out what hobbies or things make you jump out of bed each day. Learn the actions that connect your dots, because the dots are there. They always were. We just need to find the right things that inspire us to connect them. We need to worry less about meeting any expectations set out for us and more about heading where our heart feels pulled to go. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I appreciate you spending your valuable time with me today. If you haven't already, please leave a review to help other people find the show. I can't wait for our next conversation, but until then, I'll see you in the free Love Lasting Insiders group. I love you to the moon and back. All of you.